Welcome to Beyond the Shire. My name is Jack Wolf. Today is part two on the one true conspiracy. This is really the one that matters the most, understanding it. The key to understanding the world that we live in, what to do about it, how it affects us, how it affects others. We get up every day and we see good and evil all around us. And we see the impact on how it is influencing lives. And we, our hearts are broken by it. And we wonder why this stuff happens and what can we do about it. We'll be talking about that in some upcoming podcasts. But last time we talked, I talked about Satan, the devil, and Lucifer a fallen angel who appears as a serpent and gets Adam and Eve to question who God is, what God said, and convince them that God was holding back by not allowing them to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The enemy told them that if they ate of that tree, they would not die, and that God was holding back. As I said, he's holding back, but God was not holding back. God had given everything to Adam and Eve that they would ever need and put them in a garden that was amazing, in a world that was without evil, that evil had not been exposed. God had that under control. But when the enemy tricked Adam and Eve and mankind fell, evil was now in society, in community that God never really intended. That was reserved for him and him alone. When Lucifer himself rebelled against God in some in some scope and time, which we really don't fully understand, but we know there was an uprising. We know the enemy rose up against God himself and tried to rebel, and God banished him out of his presence. And, a, and, a, and the Bible tells us as we dig into it that a third of the angels fell. He was able to recruit. And from that point on, the enemy has been against man and trying to destroy mankind because it is the absolute pride and joy of God himself who created us not to be in an evil world, but to be an evil filled with goodness and his peace and his presence. And we'll talk about that. Uh, in the future. But when they ate of the fruit, we know their eyes were opened and now they could understand and feel these things that I've just described. It was only reserved for God. You know, aren't we brokenhearted when we when we read the paper, we watch the news of the evil uh, that goes on? Don't we long for something that, that actually, where's the peace at? Where's the presence at? Where's the beauty at? And we think, how can this be? And that's exactly how God feels as well. You know, he, when he, God finds Adam and they admit to what had happened, Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the serpent, and on it goes. And this curse fell on mankind. But God, because he loves us so much, he puts a plan together to redeem this mistake made by man. And from that point on, the enemy goes into this battle against God, against us, to destroy what God loves so much. As I've already stated it, and I love repeating it, we are his prized creation, mankind. And this conspiracy has been going on from that very time. Jesus himself taught on this and spoke of it often. He cast demons out of people. People were possessed by these powers of darkness. These people were ruled and governed by the darkness that they allowed in their life and by their own choices. And this is still going on today. History shows both good and evil. Oh, we don't have to do a very deep dive to see how these things both exist. And he talked about the influence of the enemy. Even if we read some of the Bible stories where Jesus is with his disciples, and let me cite this verse out of uh, the out of Luke chapter twenty-two. It says, "When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, 'Lord, should we strike with our swords?'" 
And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. You see, Jesus doesn't want us to, to battle against uh, flesh in this way. There is a battle going on, but, but the, the idea is not for us to strike and retaliate and to, to, to beat down um, you know, the enemy. The, the enemy is not in flesh. In fact, it says here, uh, in the book of Ephesians, Paul says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. He tells us to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. I mean, just... Think on that. If we go back to that garden story, this is exactly what Jesus is saying, that the, the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and powers that, these, that we are influenced by. That's not where the battle is. The battle is against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. And it has been, it is released. It has been released since the Garden of Eden. It goes on to this day. And as we can see, there is an acceleration of evil in the world that we live in. Therefore, God says, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after having done everything to stand. He tells us to stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around our waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, with our feet that are fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That's talking about the good news. In addition to all this, he says, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You know, I suppose when some people hear this, they go, wow, this sounds like some kind of fantasy land. Uh, this sounds like kind of crazy stuff. Are you just going to talk about, you know, the powers of darkness? It, it's talked about in the Bible. And as Christians, as people who want to follow God, even if you're not a Christian, we need to know there's a battle going on and that Jesus has conquered the powers of darkness and beat him. We'll talk about this in some upcoming episodes on how he conquered the powers of darkness and how by being filled with his spirit, we can stand strong in his spirit, not in our own strength, but in the strength of God's power and his spirit that resides within us. He tells us there's a battle going on. We should not be ignorant of this. We should be men and women that are praying and standing strong against the powers of darkness that are trying to destroy mankind. He is evil. He is after everyone to bring to bring shame to us and to and to get kind of rub God's face in it that he's been able to do certain things. But God always wins. He always conquers. But we win because we're in him, not because we're strong, but we're strong in him. Peter tells us to, to be alert, to be sober-minded. The enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Resist him, it says. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And listen to this right here. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 
Friends, let me remind you that there is a battle going on that these scriptures are sound, and you may not hear them preached often, you may not hear them referred often, but I want to draw your attention to them. Not that we are saying there's a devil under every rock, but remind ourselves that there is an enemy that we must stand against, and the way we stand against him is in the power of the Spirit. We must recognize that the enemy is not all-knowing. He does not know everything. Only God knows all. But, you know, if we give our opportunity, if we give in, if we're, when, when, when we're influenced, when we allow those things to come into our mind, I mean, we can see how the enemy influences others. If you go back into history, how God, the enemy used Hitler to, to, to annihilate and to, to kill and to in and, and, and ways that I, I can't even get it out of my mouth of, of all the innocent uh, Jewish people that were underneath that attack, that regime by the enemy that was influenced, those things still exist. We see it today. It's not a joke. It's not something to laugh at. It's not something that we should fear, but it's something that we should stand up against. We should know where the battle is. We should know what we're fighting against. When evil comes, when we're tempted, you know, God says, be filled with the Spirit. Stand strong. When we have thoughts that are contrary to what God says, we are to get those out of our mind. Take them captive. Arrest them. I want part of you. We must understand what's going on in the world that we live in. And here's the thing, the power of God, he is is available. It is real. And when Jesus comes into our life and fills us with his spirit, we are sealed with that power with his spirit. We have the ability to stand strong in who he is and what he's done for us. Make no mistake about it. God always wins. God has won. He's already beaten the powers of darkness, but the enemy is not taking it lightly. He's still trying to crush and hurt and destroy and deceive uh, mankind. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We'll talk about this more in the upcoming weeks. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.